Hello, welcome to the Domination Sports Nation podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Chris. And we welcome you to another episode of the podcast. It was a crazy week in sports, Dad. To say the least, um, first off, to have that many sports going on at one time with the NBA Finals culminating was interesting enough, but uh, looks like now we've had COVID outbreaks in the NFL and college football, a lot of NFL games getting rescheduled. Uh, baseball playoffs have been interesting in their little bubbles. So uh, crazy last week in sports. Well, it was really crazy. Just I'm used to watching the MLB postseason and NFL games as well. But adding in the NBA finals as well, it's just even more chaotic. You have tons of things on. So it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And- I don't know about you. I haven't been able to completely get into college football, especially because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 haven't started up. So there's really no playoff talk like you'd have in normal years in October. Yeah, college football is kind of underwhelming this year. The Pac-12 starts in early November. The Big Ten's actually starting in a couple of weeks. So hopefully that'll boost college football a little bit. I know it's been kind of boring with just three power conferences. So Hopefully it'll be better. Yeah, I agree. And getting back to the NFL, we had our first Tuesday night game last night, the Bills and the Titans. Um, We've had games moved around. We've seen two games on Monday nights. Um, Had a really brutal injury in the league. What was your take of week five? Well, week five is hard to see there being less games as usual and you don't really expect it to be like that you know you never thought that there'd be a Tuesday game so honestly I think the NFL is just gonna have to adapt to COVID and they know that they're gonna be getting a lot of outbreaks and then the Dak Prescott injury was just gruesome yeah we were watching that game live uh we both knew the Giants would blow that but I, I think that was the worst part of the game um just seeing him there with his ankle like that and then the replay, I wish I hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I know we both do not like the Cowboys, but I definitely feel bad for Dak Prescott. I do too, and you know, for a minute I completely forgot that Andy Dalton is their backup. So, I mean, all things considered in that weak division, I don't think they're in bad shape with Dalton running the show. Yeah, especially if they still have Ezekiel Elliott and then they have their wide receivers, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper. So they'll be fine. I think people are just overreacting. They know that Andy Dalton took the Bengals to the playoffs a numerous of times. So Yeah, and he definitely didn't have the talent around him there that he does in Dallas. Yeah, it does have talent uh, in Cincinnati and excuse me and then of course as you were talking about the NFL season dad what do you think of the Tuesday night game and the Bills and the Titans I was looking forward to having some playoff baseball and the NFL to flip between but uh the NFL game was a dud I mean the Bills for all their hype really didn't show up when you consider the Titans hadn't practiced in what like 18 days they sure didn't look like it yeah, the Titans looked like they just wanted to go out of the field and beat somebody up, and they did that to the Bills. And I don't know if you saw it, but Derrick Henry had a ferocious stiff arm on Josh Norman. Yeah, he really did. And uh, you know, Norman Norman likes to talk. Remember the fight he had with OBJ on the field? So uh, he'll have to think twice about running into the machine that is Henry. Yeah, and then we've had a lot of news for Week 5. Alex Smith 
made his first QB debut with the Washington football team. I was really happy to see him. I know you and I both watched a documentary about him and his recovery and his 18 surgeries that he had, and it was awesome to see him on the field. Completely agree. If you haven't seen it, ESPN did a uh, a special on it back in the spring. Uh, he almost had his leg amputated. They didn't think he even walk normally again, never mind play football. So thanks to Dwayne Haskins uh, being homesick or whatever the case was and Kyle Allen getting hurt during the game, we got to see Alex Smith and he even survived a few sacks from Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald's just, he's really good. Yeah. So, so moving on to MLB dad, the, postseason is going on right now what do you think of the Yankees uh, typical underachieving in October I know like every time this year the media likes to point the finger at Aaron Boone and I think he deserves some of the blame for bringing Chapman in that early pulling Britain Cole only went five and two-thirds and I get it throwing a lot of pitches but that's what they pay him for and then on top of that Chapman again giving up an inevitable series winning home run to the opponent um yeah, not good. I mean, you can blame Boone. Chapman deserves some of the blame. The team just doesn't hit again. Sanchez, Stanton, and Judge just go quiet in the key situations when they need them. Yeah, no offense for them. They had to rely on Cole, who actually pitched phenomenal. No one even realized it. He went five innings, giving up just one run, and then of course they just broke down. Yeah, and if you're if you're not going to score runs or claw away, manufacture some runs, you're not going to win in the playoffs. You know, home runs are great and launch angle and all that in the regular season, but it's a different game, and we're seeing now the Rays are doing that to the Astros in the ALCS. Yeah, and I think the only game that the Yankees put the Rays away was Game One, where they came out strong, and they just didn't do that for any other the games. I mean, game four, they kind of did, but the Rays just wouldn't go away. And especially in game five, you just got to get some runs on them because if you don't, as you saw, they're up one nothing. They end up losing two to one. You got to put up at least more than two Definitely. Runs. And with that bullpen, Tampa has young, hard-throwing guys. Uh, it is hard to just come back in a game against them when they've got a lead late. Yeah, it's hard for them. They have three phenomenal starters as well. So I think Tampa is a team that no one expected to do well this year. Everyone thought it would be Yankees, Dodgers, and now you're seeing Tampa's running over everyone. So maybe in this case, Dad, the Yankees lose to another team that makes the World Series. It looks like that's going to be the case with them up 3 nothing, uh, Unless they're the 4 Yankees and they choke it away, I, I think we're looking at the Rays in the World Series. Yeah, and then to the NLCS where the Braves got down by 11 in the first inning to the Dodgers. They lead the series 2 to nothing. It'll probably be 2 to 1 now. How do you think the Braves have played through? Uh, they two played games? great until today. Right now as we tape this, it's now 15 to 1, so I think the Braves can look forward to uh game 4 at this point. Um you know, they they had a 7 nothing lead uh in game 2 and almost blew it. They held on to win 8-7, so by no means is this series over, especially after today. So uh, I think the Braves have been hitting well. Their their pitching was great in game one, but it looks like now we've got a series again. Yeah, the Dodgers offense is finally showing up, as you said, 15-1 to right now. So the Braves are going to need a lot more than just hitting home runs. They're going to need their pitchers to show up because I know they – 
lost a lot of guys in free agency, but I think it's going to come down to who scores the most runs. This is going to be a shootout. Yeah, completely agree. And I think uh, ultimately, now that we're moving through the rotation, the team with the better bullpen is going to win this series, and both teams have had their issues there. Yeah, especially with the Dodgers closer, Kenley Jansen. He can't finish games, and that might go in the Braves' favor in one of these crucial games, like a Game 5 or a Game 6 situation. Absolutely. It's good analysis. So now, Dad, with the championship series going on, who do you think will be in the World Series and who do you think will end up um, winning? I definitely think the Rays from the AL. I thought that going in. I, I told you, you know, even though the Rays – seem to like to choke in October. They had the Yankees number this year, so I'm not surprised. I think it was more surprised the Astros made it. And the National League side, I thought the Dodgers were going to go going in. I didn't think the Braves would put up a fight. I think it's a toss-up now, but what the heck, I'll stick with my original projection and say the Dodgers. And uh, I thought going in, the Rays had a shot to win it, so I'm going to stick with them. I think uh, they're just a really deep young team. They seem to respond well to Kevin Cash, their manager, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of its momentum in the baseball playoffs, and I think they've got a ton of it. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be Rays and Braves, and I think that the Braves can do it. I mean, it's going to be a tough series if they end up playing the Rays, but I think the Braves can do it. Ronald Acuna Jr. is just a rising star. They also have Freddie Freeman at first base, so they have a lot of presence felt there. I think they can do it. <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility and if that does end up being a world series i mean you're looking at two of the top young teams in baseball who could be good for a long time if they can keep their core together yeah if they do that then they'll definitely be great so dom the nba crowned a champion in the bubble i think the real champion was adam silver and the nba itself zero covid cases went off without a hitch other than a couple people going off the reservation at times. Uh, they did not have the issues that MLB and the NFL did. Uh, what did you think of the season, the finals and going forward, what'll happen next season? Well, I definitely thought that they hyped up the finals and it was a little underwhelming, but I don't want to complain. Basketball was on for almost four months. It was crazy watching it and I just enjoyed it. And, I mean, Silver did a great job putting them all in the bubble, saying you're only staying in your hotel and going to practice. And that's what they did. They get tested every day. No positive tests. So it was a success, and they may end up doing that for the regular season. Yep, and uh, I, I think he had to be happy that the Lakers won another title, which meant there were uh, enough people out here on the West Coast watching those games. Even though the ratings are down, I don't necessarily think that's a – Statement on the NBA, I think with baseball playoffs and the NFL going on, it's hard to watch the NBA. People aren't used to it. And frankly, football crushes everything in the ratings. Yeah, not just that, because there was no home court advantage, really. It was just playing in the same arena for six games. And when you think about that, there's no crowd noise. It's just uh, who, who plays better. So it was interesting to see that. And I think that Miami really put up a fight for the two games that they won, but in the end, they didn't have a healthy odd bio, and Dragic barely played for two games. So at that point, it was the Lakers' title to lose. Yeah, it really was. Um, kind of surprised it went to six games. I thought it'd be sooner, but at least the Heat put up a fight. Yeah, they're a young team, and don't be surprised if they don't go away because they're looking like one of the superstar teams that can maybe take over the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and, and Eric Spolstra is a 
really underrated coach, and I think he's getting the credit he deserves now. They see uh, his titles previously were not just a function of LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's taken a young team now and gotten them to the finals. Yeah, so who knows if they add another superstar player, they may even go all the way and win it this time. And then, Dad, I mean, the Lakers are a superstar team. What do you think going into next season for the NBA? Do you think you have any favorites? The Lakers always have to be favored, especially if they end up keeping Anthony Davis, which it sounds like they will. But uh, when you are the favorite, everyone comes gunning for you. Let's not forget about this team I've heard about also out west, the Golden State Warriors with – uh, they had an atrocious year. Uh, S- S- Steph Curry got hurt. Um, Clay Thompson was out for the year with the knee injury, suffered last year in the finals, and they've got the number two pick. So don't be shocked if they reload again quickly and make a run at it. Yeah, I think a lot of people forgot about the Warriors. It was just Clippers, Lakers this year, but don't be surprised about the Warriors. I'm a Warriors fan. I've heard a lot of rumors that Giannis may get traded there, although wait another year for him. So, Think of this, you have Kawhi and Paul George in the West along with LeBron and AD, and then if you add Stephen Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think that's the best conference in the NBA. Yeah, it already is. It would only get stronger. We'll see if Giannis goes there, but honestly, I'm uh, kind of tired of these super teams. I'd like to see the Warriors do it with who they've got and maybe even draft a a young key player that can help them as well. <laughs> Yeah, James Wiseman is projected to go to them, and he's a superstar player too, so they could even go all the way with him with all the talent they have. They have a lot of second-year players coming in now that know what the system is and they know how to play, so they'll have two role models and Draymond Green and Stephen Curry, so it'll be good to see them next season. Yep, and Steve Kerr will be well-rested and motivated, sure, um, too, I'm sure. Yeah, and then Dad... To go to the fantasy football side of things, it's been a rough year for both of our teams. So why don't you tell the people out there that are listening to this about who should they go after and waiver wires? I don't know who to go after anymore, Dom, because it seems like anyone we pick gets hurt or is a bust. But uh, as you talked about on the other podcasts I do, the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Podcast, Gerald Glassford, the host, had us on and you did a great job. You advocated for trading for C.D. Lamb. We did that. Uh, I think this week it's pretty clear the guy to go after is Alexander Madison running back for the Vikings. Now that Dalvin Cook is hurt yet again, he's got to be one of the top priorities on waivers. Um, I think if you look a little, a little deeper, there are some other guys out there. So with Melvin Gordon getting a DUI today, they're saying the, the Broncos may get rid of him. So that opens the door for Philip Lindsay and potentially Royce Freeman down the road. If they're available, maybe you stash them in your league and hope one of them becomes a starter. So, uh, but it's slim pickings at running back Dom. Who do you like? Well, running back, it's hard to, you know, it's, I, I can't even guess anymore, but Justin Jackson had a good week for us against the saints on Monday night football. So try to go after him if he didn't get picked up in your league. And then, the wide receiver side of things, definitely go trade for CeeDee Lamb now because everyone's worried now that Dak Prescott got hurt that Andy Dalton won't be capable of throwing to him, but he will. Andy Dalton's a great quarterback, so even go pick up Andy Dalton if you desperately need a backup quarterback. And then 
another wide receiver to go after, Chase Claypool, who caught four touchdowns last week. Insane. Yeah, he had a great game. Everyone's going to want him. Uh, I would also throw out there, we had Cam Newton in one league. Thankfully, he was our backup, but that's something to consider. Not only do guys get hurt like Dak, but what if they come down with COVID and you can't use them for a few weeks? You really got to have two solid quarterbacks in fantasy. And a couple weeks back, we got lucky, picked up, one Justin Herbert of the Chargers, a rookie who's really been tearing it up. And um, if you're lucky enough and someone in your league puts him out on waivers or he's still there because the Chargers are on a bye this week, go out there and grab him. This guy looks like the real deal, even from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, and I guess now, I mean, this is off topic, but the AFC West is slowly and slowly starting to build up. You got the Broncos, who have a nice young team. They have a superstar offense, and of course, they're injured this year, so they don't look that good. But look out for them too. And then the Raiders, who beat the Chiefs on Sunday, I wasn't too happy about it, but they looked really good for what they had looked like the past couple of weeks. And then the Chargers now with Justin Herbert, a lot of weapons on offense: Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, even Mike Williams, who blew up. So. Look out for those three teams in the AFC West. This isn't just the Chiefs, uh, com- not sorry, not conference division. So look out for those three teams in the next upcoming two years. Yeah, so. I think right now the three of the Raiders probably have to be the favorite to challenge the Chiefs, especially with the way Gruden's got David Carr throwing downfield. But um, remains to be seen. I'll say this much. Their defenses haven't been playing great lately, so maybe it's a team that scores the most. So I think it'll be like the old school AFC West days with – Eric Coriel with the Chargers and uh, the Raiders and the Broncos lighting it up. Uh, we could see that again soon. And from a fantasy perspective, that's probably a good thing for your players on those teams. Yeah, and then I know I'm a huge Rams fan. I have since they moved here to L.A. and they're looking really good. Everyone was doubting them. They won't have a good defense. The offense will struggle and Right now they're four and one, Dad. So what's going right for the Rams? I, they're, they're trying to attribute it to their new offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin O'Connell, um, former quarterback, and I think that's allowed McVay to not have to focus so much on play calling. Goff looks a little more consistent, but I also think too they've got this three-headed monster at running back of younger guys. And when Todd Gurley wasn't on, you know, teams dared Goff to throw. That's when he'd really struggle and that's not the case this year when they're able to run the ball you can't key on golf on the defensive side of the ball Aaron Donald's great but um they've drafted some young talent on younger guys I haven't heard of but they're playing well yeah they also have Jalen Ramsey there and then dad tell me about the 49ers this year they're Super Bowl Blues I guess they're the new Rams to the Rams didn't even make the playoffs last year What's the deal in San Francisco? I just think they've had too many injuries. They tried to bring Garoppolo back early. He clearly wasn't ready, and the Dolphins lit them up. And then, too, uh, you know, when you're when you're missing Bosa on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Bosa's gone for the year. That was a huge blow. They've just had too many injuries, even though uh, Debo Samuel's back. Uh, he doesn't look like he's 100%. So you, you factor that in with a tough schedule. And like you said, you've got that Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, so it'll be tough for them this year. And then, Dad, the Giants, I mean, blew a lead against the Cowboys. We weren't surprised about that. What do you think of Daniel Jones and how he played? I think we've got a real issue with Daniel Jones, and and that's he can't hold on to the ball, and other teams know it. They're just going, even when they go in to sack him, I, I feel like they're not even looking for the hit. They're just looking to jar his arm or knock the ball out of the hands, and it worked last week for Dallas. And then, too, decision-wise, he... 
you know, tends to force the ball and throws an interception at the worst time, like he did against the Rams a couple weeks ago. So uh, it's not all his fault. There's not a heck of a lot of talent on either side of the ball with the Giants and their defense is hung in there. But at the end of the day, you've got to blame Dave Gettleman. He put this product on the field uh, and keep turning coaches over. But if you have no talent, you're not going to win, right? Yeah, I think they really messed it up where they forced Eli out to retire. I thought Eli could be a mentor to him for a year or so, and then they could pass the torch to Daniel Jones. But they didn't even do that. Daniel Jones, they put him in in week three. I knew Eli wasn't going to do so well. But, I mean, they could have tanked for another superstar player. They didn't have to wait for Daniel Jones. I mean, it's just a mess there, and they got to fire Dave Gilderman. Completely agree. And, look, we said two years ago, why don't they try and get Herbert? He ended up not coming out in the draft, but he came out this year, and he would have been where they were picking anyway. They decided to go with this tackle, Thomas, who looks like a mess. Uh, and then, two. I heard someone point out today the Giants could have drafted another player, whether it was a stud defensive player or really good offensive tackle the year they got Saquon. And look at what the Browns did. They waited around for the second round for Nick Chubb. I mean, I'm not saying uh, Saquon's a bust yet, but he's gotten hurt a lot, and Chubb looks pretty darn good with Cleveland. Yeah, not even that. Even if they could have gotten Josh Jacobs in 2019 or even gotten another receiver, I felt like – they just split up, and it's just been a mess there, and I think that they're so unorganized, and they're going to have to clean house this offseason, get rid of some guys. And like you told me earlier, Dad, about how if they bring in a new general manager, is he going to think of Daniel Jones long-term, or do they just tank this year and go get Trevor Lawrence or even Justin Fields? I'm all for that. I would probably need a new GM to do that because Jones is Gettleman's guy. But, uh, hey, look, the Cardinals, they've had the same GM. They realized Josh Rosen was a mistake. They dumped him for nothing and picked Kyler Murray. Uh, you can do that. I mean, it's worked for the Cardinals here so far. Why not? Yeah, and then to wrap up the show, Dad, any final thoughts on sports? Yeah, I'm uh, – I'm hoping we get this COVID behind us, not only in our personal lives, but in sports too. Um, I'm skeptical. I think the NFL is going to have to go to a week 18 at some point because you can only shuffle so many games in the bye weeks and whatnot. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to shut the season down, but when you have a 16 game season and some teams aren't playing all the games, that has playoff and draft implications. So not sure what's going to happen here, but the NFL will, will need to address it. Um, my final question for you, Dom, is like your dad, you like listening to sports podcasts. Tell us what you've been listening to, what you like. Uh, of course, other than your, your other favorite podcast, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, which you did a great job on <laughs> and everyone should download last week's episode here, Dom. But what do you like so far to listen to? Well, I wasn't really a big podcast guy like a year ago or so, but then I started listening to your podcast, Dad, and then we're doing this one too. But recently I found J.J. Reddick's podcast on YouTube. He has a great guests on. He had DeMar DeRozan on last week. This week he had Coach K. So go listen to that podcast. I started listening to it about a month ago or so, and he's gotten great guests, so I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's called The Old Man and the Three, and you've got me hooked on it. Uh, for being a basketball player from Duke, uh, I'm not a Duke fan, so naturally I didn't think much of him, but he does a really good job. And The other thing I like about him is he has all sorts of different guests on, not just basketball and sports. He had uh, the author Michael Lewis on a couple weeks ago, and that's the one I'm listening to right now. So uh, I definitely enjoy it and would encourage others to listen.
Yeah, you also had Mark Cuban on. He's interviewed retired players, new NBA players. So go check it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So good advice there, Dom. Uh, anything else before we head out for another week, buddy? I got nothing, Dad. I just hope the NFL can avoid COVID-19 and they can keep going. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I just want to thank everyone for listening, the kind words, the downloads. Feel free to rate us. Like we've said, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. And then please also follow us. We are on Instagram at Domination Sports Nation, all one word. Follow us, like our post. Feel free to shoot us a message with any feedback or suggestions for future episodes. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you later. Bye.